Welcome into the Edge Construction Home Remodeling Show on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. If you missed any shows, you can listen back for free with Wisconsin On Demand, the app, or the website. Jim Rutledge alongside Mike Tuick from Edge Construction. Call Mike at 636-EDGE. You can go to edgeconstructioncompany.com to browse their work and read reviews. You can go to House and Facebook and Instagram to see more of their work as well. And uh, last week, we kind of talked about new builds today. We're going to talk about uh, remodels, but... Mike, anything, whether it's work uh, or like having to, you know, delay projects, things like that. I know you're mostly indoors, but does all of this snow affect anything that you're trying to do? Or does it, is it, is it maybe just more of an inconvenience than a deterrent? I mean, it, if you grew up in, in construction in Wisconsin, you are used to doing some trouble. Um, we, we're in the middle of a pretty good sized addition which at this time of year, normally I wouldn't be. I, I like to get those done when when the weather's a little friendlier. Um, let's see. So around Christmas, we got the roof on it. It's getting drywall. Actually, the drywall's all hung in there now today, so everything's warm now, um, and we're pretty much inside. There's a little bit of siding left to do. So I, it's not affecting us too much there. We'll, we'll deal with the weather on that one. Um, we do frame houses. I mean, do you know what framing houses means? I would imagine you're literally like like the Amish where you're built putting up a frame like a frame in a barn and put up <laughs> the, the skeleton of a house. Exactly. All right. We start with a concrete foundation, all the two by fours, two by sixes, build the walls, build the floors, put the roof on it, uh, things like that. We actually do uh, it's a pretty good sized business for one one side of us. Um, do about a hundred houses a year for other builders. And um, then a, a few for ourselves. We, I'm smart enough to not. I, we don't build that many houses. We just do maybe two or three on a good year, and we steer those towards <laughs> more friendly times, I guess. Um, so we do a couple of those to do. But uh, I know our, I know our, our framing crews are out shoveling a little snow right now. I guess a long way around to that answer. <laughs> do you do you, uh, do you try to keep them from uh, having conversations with uh, crews in other parts of the country? They're like, no, no, don't talk to. The people down in like North Carolina who never have to shovel as part of their job ever. I envision them like if they get a few snowflakes, they're all going home for lunch. Like they're all they're done. We can't work today. We're, yeah. <laughs> nobody would work in this crazy conditions. And I, I yeah. saw that uh, was it national canceled all the schools with like an inch of snow. So, <laughs> well, it, I think it was the it wasn't the Super Bowl, but the Packers had a big game down in Dallas and. They had the, or maybe it was, no, it was the Badgers, like Final Four, but there was snow down there, and they didn't know how to get around because they didn't have salt because it was so, I mean, you don't get snow that south, and they didn't have salt to get rid of it. So, like, everything was just, like, shut down. And they didn't know what to do, which makes a little sense. If the roads are slippery, um, you don't have any way to get rid of it. But, obviously, it was Texas that warmed up pretty quick, but still, kind of a weird scenario there. But uh, we'll just talk another about reason, Just another reason to make fun of Dallas, you know. <laughs> Exactly. Yes. By Aikman, Michael, and John, Michael. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm okay. sure those Packer fans do not like uh, the Cowboys. I'm sure it's. Uh, <laughs> I mean, um, did, did Bear fans grow up hating the Cowboys too? Um, just Packer fans. I, I think it was Packers because it's more of like the Bears didn't run into the Cowboys. Packers ran into the Cowboys and the 49ers. Bears, well, one thing, they didn't run into a lot of people. But if they did, it was usually the Packers that were holding them up more than anyone else. So. Um, yeah, I would say the Packers, because the, the Packers have had what? Uh, the Seahawks, the 49ers, and the Cowboys over the years of like teams outside of the division have been kind of thorns in their sides. 
Uh, but that's the price you pay for being good. You lose teams in the playoffs instead of making the record. I, I think I remember the Atlanta playoff game where Michael Vick threw six touchdowns or something. That was my dad was that at. Was, that was a very painful part of my fan being a fan of the Packers. Yeah, that was up here. That was an extra bad one. But um, we'll talk about six interceptions. I don't know. It was like Mark <laughs> had a bad day. Let's let's just say he did. He did, and, I, and Vic had a good one. So yeah, that was a tough one. Uh, but today we'll talk about uh, basically tips for home remodeling, and we'll just get through one of these in this first segment here, and it's uh, your favorite, and I put that in air quotes here, because it says one of the mistakes uh, to avoid is setting a unrealistic budget, and the part that makes me uh, laugh in here is, though, it says build in an extra 20% uh, to be prepared for surprises, and 20% when you're talking about a remodel, and the remodels can you know, be you know, between 25 and 50 grand for a kitchen, bathroom, whatever. 20% is not nothing to have just sitting around to have extra. Like, uh, that's, a, that's a big number to have set aside for a surprise. Yeah, if you've got an extra 10 grand sitting around just just for just in case, on your model, I would say that's pretty unusual for homeowners. So um, I think you need a more realistic budget, right? And when they're talking about that, build an extra 20% in, they're not talking about when you're just thinking about doing this rattle, you know, fudge factors, 20%. They mean like after you've gone to contract, have 20% there for this this TV thing, like where we're going to find something behind the wall that's going to uh, increase your cost of the rattle. And I think, okay, if you're going through all this effort to find somebody good, and we're going to get to some of this, but you're going to find a – contractor with a proven record and part of that record really should be bringing uh bringing jobs in at budget um it's not bringing things in under budget is is unrealistic but hitting that budget um means that uh, you set a realistic one you knew what you're getting into whether you're the contractor or the homeowner you picked out everything ahead of time you're not leaving things to chance as you go forward and then i think I think hitting budget for a contractor has to be almost like a, a, a theory thing, like a, uh, a philosophy. Like we we pride ourselves on, on our timelines and our budget. So I don't, we will not be over budget. Uh, if we are over budget, it is, it is the homeowner that changed something. And, that, and this is not a big deal. If, if homeowner is getting into this project and says, uh, um, okay, I still have my 20%. <laughs> I have my 20% in here. Apparently, you're through the tough part. Can we start spending that? We, we actually, I laugh. I mean, I'm making fun of that, but we, that actually does happen. People are so used to this TV thing where they find something in the wall that's going to cost a bunch more money and that they're, they will withhold even if I say, we, we're going to hit our budget. You don't have to worry. Um, so that... Uh, I'm trying to think of an instance where it happened recently. We had one a little bit ago. It was about a $100,000 interior model, uh, first floor model on a, on a nice house on the west side. And they had a, we had optioned a kind of a dry bar thing uh, in between two rooms. And it got pitched out because um, homeowners were being disciplined on their budget. It was great. And these homeowners were awesome to deal with. And about halfway through, they went, Hey, can we, let's do that. We want to do that. <laughs> and I think I knew what, what happened, but uh, um, I think that 
the, the problem with this is that it's an indication also of how uh, some contractors make their money. And we see this quite often and hear these stories where uh, you, the homeowner, buys this row, right? You sign this contract. And then at the end, the contractor's going, well, we had this and this and this, and now uh, you owe us more money than the contract. Um, I think there's some ethical issues, and that's that's some of the bad rap that our industry gets. So I'm sure you've heard some of those stories. Yeah, and I, it's funny. I think everyone kind of does this, whether I would imagine that do you have at times when people come out of saying, okay, you're going to come out and you're going to kind of give a preliminary estimate. But then maybe as after they get that first amount, they might come back and be like, okay, this is maybe five grand and what we thought less than we thought it was going to be. So could we add this to the job as well? Uh, is that something that pops up with you guys? Like before you get to the actual contract phase, but when you're in that estimate phase, or if you come in, let's say someone set aside $30,000 and you came in at like, oh, it's be like 26. And they're like, well, we have extra four grand. What could we do? You know, what could we do with this? We were thinking about this. Is that an opportunity? Sometimes people bring it up then. Yeah, that, it does come up quite a bit because um, so in our initial estimate, we're trying to find a, a level that you can go up or down from. Um, I don't know if that makes sense, but yep. uh, if you so we're we're shooting like mid to high, so certainly above average products going in that in that job. So we're uh, lots of homeowners take our initial level and run with it. They're like, that's exactly where I want to be. It's probably really where most people end up. Um, and occasionally we'll dip below that and occasionally we'll, we'll go a little bit more. Um, I think that homeowners generally have other projects they want to do in the house. You know, like there might be smaller stuff that they're hoping to tag along with, or uh, sometimes we'll, we'll offer things as options because we saw them. Uh, usually they're mechanical issues, uh, plumbing, heating, electrical. So if we're doing that walkthrough and we bid your kitchen and uh, we might, we see some, some wiring that needs to be updated. Maybe there's some old knob and tube or, or I'm not sure what else. Uh, maybe the panel's full. We might option a new panel and or, and or replacing some of that wiring. So that's a spot to go, okay, okay. If you've got a little extra budget, you really should take care of some of this stuff. All right, we'll take a break here. This is the Edge Construction Only Modeling Show on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. Welcome back to the Edge Construction Only Modeling Show on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. Full shows are available for free with Wisconsin On Demand. Uh, EdgeConstructionCompany.com is the website. You can go to uh, House or Facebook or Instagram to uh, uh, see more of the work as well. You can call Mike at 636-EDGE, and we're talking about uh, some tips for remodeling your home. And the next one here is to avoid, uh, a lot of these are things to avoid when remodeling your home. The next one here is not complimenting the original arch architectural style. That doesn't mean literally like telling someone they did a good job. That means uh, kind of going along with how the house is laid out. So it doesn't, it's not obvious that this whole part of the house has been remodeled or this has been an addition. And I think it's the big key for the design team that you have that, hey, this is where, um, this is how this will work together best in the long run yeah and so that work together thing that's that's pretty much it so there's a lot of times that people think that um you have to match exactly right um so if we're gonna if we're gonna modify this house we're not gonna stray from the original design we're gonna stick with that if it's an older house we're gonna stick with that 
that architecture that it was that it was originally designed for us, so whether it's craftsman or prairie style or farmhouse or whatever it is. Um, I hear our designers talking about complementing complementary styles a lot, and what they're saying is we don't have to mash, but we at least have to find something that works together. We've got to complement that style. So if so, if there's an old wood floor in the house, but the homeowner just doesn't want um, more wood floor, or they don't want it in their kitchen when we do that kitchen remodel, um, then we've got to find something that complements, right? We've got to, we don't want to take away from the old wood floor that's there. It's a great product. It's just not what this current homeowner wants um, all through their kitchen, you know, at that point in time. So we got to find, whether it's an LVT or a tile or, or something different, we got to find something that complements that, that original floor. It's the same way with uh, additions. And by the way, if you want a good laugh, uh, sometime just just uh, Google whatever, do a search on horrifying additions, terrible additions to houses. Uh, you will laugh because they're like it's just like these additions are just sore thumbs. There, there was no nod to the original to the original architecture at all. It, it's it's just. Um, I don't know how you could do that to a house. I don't know. I don't know what. Um, it's it's not it's not just um, um, it's just not it's not just ugly to look at. It's it's your a house is a part of history, especially older houses. And when you're when you're messing it up like that, when you're when you're adding something on that's just completely different and doesn't fit the style of the house, it's a mess. Yeah, and that's kind of a big thing that you talked about uh, plenty of times. One is also like you're doing the basement remodel, trying to get that to be somewhere that it feels like it's part of the house. That's kind of an old school one that you talk about a lot of times. People are calling you for a remodel to get that to match the rest of the house. Right. Uh, yeah, you got that old wood wood paneling or whatever. Uh, the other thing here would be uh, sacrificing, as we move on to the next one here, function or form is another thing to uh, avoid. And that's basically, I would imagine, uh, it, it looks only so good if it doesn't work right. It's kind of how I read that one. Yeah. Um, so like good design now is seen as uh, this marriage of function and form. So form is just that is how it looks. I mean, I like how this looks. I like, I mean, maybe I want, uh, I, I love windows. I like natural light. So I want my whole kitchen to be windows all, all the way around on top of the countertops. Well, I mean, you do probably need a place to put some stuff. Right? So if you put a window there, you can't have a cabinet. You can't have an upper cabinet. Uh, you have to, you got to have a, you got to have a fridge. You've got to have a stove that's got to get vented and, and windows not good in front of that. Okay, so now we'll reduce the, the amount of windows that we want um, because it's got a function. We got to have a, we got to have some function. Um, and then, uh, and then you're looking at like, uh, well, I need some storage, so maybe we'll put one or two upper cabinets. So that reduces the windows, and pretty soon, you're you're down to this level. You're going, oh, I got to really figure out what I want here because, um, and you know, and then and then another thing that's going to bleed in there is at some point, every homeowner knows that they're going to have to sell their house, right? And so, it's got to appeal to more than just me when I'm doing this remodel now. I am not saying don't put windows in your kitchen. Um, we had one a while back that where people said, you know what, we're we're not big cooks. We don't we we get by on that side of things. We don't really do a lot of cooking. 
Um, we want a, a, a windows in our kitchen. We don't maybe some shelves, not upper cabinets. It's more about the feel in here for us. That was fun. That was a fun kitchen to do because it was it was different from what we're used to doing, right? I mean, a, a lot of kitchens look the same. They got a bunch of upper cabinets, a window over the over the uh, sink. Everything sort of looks makes sense. Like you don't have to see twenty five kitchens to know that kitchen. Um, and so I, I think that function and form is is a real thing. Um, we're designing kitchens, we're designing interior spaces especially, and trying to figure out how this space is going to feel when it's all done. Because we're, you know, we're designing on CAD and on paper, we're drawing lines, and that doesn't tell the whole story. So you got to have a real feel for um, how much space you want in between things and how much is too much for the cabinets um, before it starts feeling too crunched in. I noticed that uh, we, we still work on a lot of new houses in Dane County, probably over half actually on the interiors and they're still putting a lot of cabinets in. Like it's, it's maybe too many cabinets. Like they're trying to max out every last inch and you end up with a space that just feels a little too tight, feels too constricted. And so you, you're nodding because you know what you know what that's like, right? Yeah. Well, heck, even in our house, there's like the design part of it that if you open up the door coming in from the laundry room all the way, it'll actually catch on the um, the what's the pantry door, and so you can see little marks that you don't normally flick it open. But like that's how much they rammed it in the kitchen because it's like they wanted to get as many cabinets as possible. And it's like, well, this doesn't make any sense because now, like you scrap you, you scrape against the door here, uh, but yeah. And with remodeling, you get you get the privilege. I always think it's a privilege to go. We don't have to. We don't have to do that. We're going to spend more time trying to figure out um, how this is going to feel, you know. And we, we talked about um, universal design in the past, right? Um, where, okay, if, if ADA uh, is on one end in in design, like we got to have huge turnarounds for a wheelchair, and we got to have. Uh, you're saying you got to be able to roll underneath, and it's sort of a, it's like a, a going to a bathroom at a sporting event, right? Like that's ADA. The other end of the spectrum is being able to spend as much time as you want on design and really look for that beautiful feel and how it works. Um, Universal Design is somewhere in the middle. We say, okay, we want the space to work for everybody, which is great function, right? Lots of storage, um, whether you're in a chair or you need help walking around or, or I don't know what your issue is. Maybe you've got broke your leg skiing or something um, and you're on crutches. Uh, we don't want, we want room for that person to maneuver and function. Um, but the form part of the universal design says, I don't want to see it. I don't want to, I don't want to look at that and go, Oh, I caught you. You, you designed for somebody that's disabled. Um, and so it, it's got to function that way but it, they still want it to be beautiful. They still want it to look right. And that um, I noticed over the last year or two, this function and form thing is coming up. When the, when the sentence first came up for me a couple of years ago, I went, that's, uh, I don't know about, that sounds goofy. Like, I what are we doing with that? But now it's making more sense. And I, I can tell it's influencing how we design. I uh, will take a break here. This is the Edge Structure on Model and Show on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin on the man. Welcome back to the Extra Structure Only Modeling Show on 100.5 ESPN, ESPN App in Wisconsin. On the man, Jim Rutledge with Mike Dewitt from Edge Construction. 
Call Mike at 636-EDGE. You can go to edgestructurecompany.com to browse the work and read reviews. House at Facebook and Instagram to see more of their work. And uh, we're talking about things to avoid when uh, remodeling your home. And uh, we all know that uh, Mike Tuig is a big trendy guy and on the cutting edge of all things uh, boutique and cool uh, in the Madison area. But <laughs> there's a concern here, which which makes sense. We're kind of laughing. But in the Midwest especially, like you kind of have to – ideally live within the trends in your market, not necessarily what you saw out in California or somewhere else, whether it's because it doesn't work functionality wise, or it doesn't kind of fit with uh, what the style in the Midwest is. So trying to avoid being too trendy uh, probably has kind of multi prongs to it. Yeah. So uh, in the Midwest, we are a little more conservative with our design, right? Like people here are reluctant to change. It takes longer um, and the trends uh, from going to the national shows, I always see the, 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 the stuff at the national shows, it all starts on the East and West coast. Like there, there's something new is coming in. It's starting out there and it takes a few years to make its way into the center of the country. And, and sometimes those designs die out before they get to us. And I'm sort of glad because they're they're Maybe I didn't like them in the first place. <laughs> They're starting out there and, and that necking. Now our design staff says, oh, you know, um, <laughs> the, it'd be they're they're trying to encourage kind of the Midwest version of that style change. I don't know if I'm making sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. They don't want to they don't want to make your house into something it's not. They they don't want to make you into something you're not like. We don't want you picking out something you don't like, but. There's some really cool product out there now that we have at our disposal. There's there's some some neat stuff happening um, that's maybe on the cutting edge on the coast occasionally. Um, East East Coast can be somewhat conservative too on their design because they they got houses that are three or four hundred years old out there. So they're it's not like they're here a hundred year old house is a big deal, right? Out there, there's lots of houses that are a lot older than that. So um, I am cautious on the trendy thing because, well, partially because of homeowners. Homeowners tell me every day, uh, we want to update. We don't want, we want it to be attractive to somebody else if uh, if we're going to sell this place at some point. And one, one of my favorite designers is Gustav Stickley. And he was the, the craftsman style. You know what I'm talking about? Well, I know the craftsman style for sure, yeah. Yeah, craftsman style is still very big here. Um, and I kind of laugh because my kids are in their 30s and they're, uh, they think that they invented the craftsman style. <laughs> like they, to, to them, it looks uh, linear and new and kind of sim- it's simplified. And it was simplified coming out of um, the Victorian age. You know, everything was fancy and overdone. The prairie style, like the Frank Lloyd Wright stuff and Gustav Stickley with the the craftsman style, they did, they got a lot more practical. They wanted simplicity and, and every space had to be perfect or had to have a, had to have a purpose. Um, so I like that style. I, I noticed in our cabinets, oh man, probably half of our cabinets are a version of a craftsman style door. Now we probably have, 20 versions of a craftsman style door now because it's such a popular style. But um, the 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 30-year-olds, they don't realize they're 
they're buying a uh, 100-year-old style um, or 120-year-old style, actually. They, they're they buying something that they like and fits with – it has enough of a modern feel for them that they can make it work. And um, to me, it's great because they're, they like this style and um, – it, it obviously is going to appeal to a lot of different age groups if it's if it's got some age to it. So, um, especially when you get it works really well in, in the older houses. Um, but it's not uncommon for us to do uh, a, a little more contemporary style in an older house, and there are ways to make this work. So, when somebody says, "Hey, I really like this flat panel contemporary door on a cabinet." We don't panic, you know, in your old house. Um, we don't panic because we know we can find things to complement that that house and those cabinets. So that's that's that complementary style. You go, okay, we, we're starting with this cabinet. This is something that those, this homeowner loves. Now we need to be true to the house. We we've got to find things they like, but um, there are lots of ways to do that. Thank thank goodness now because with, whether it's tile or plumbing fixtures or countertops. Um, um, or flooring, so that it's 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 easy to do now, easier to do now. Well, and uh, that, you know that makes a lot of sense here. One of the things that I guess kind of comes to mind, as far as maybe a, an idea of that blend there, is that modern farmhouse, where someone maybe wants something a little more modern, farmhouse style might fit the Midwest and the style of their house overall. That seems to just kind of be a a more universal blend right there. That is kind of a blending of styles that you're talking about. Yeah, I like that. I like that um, where you're not so locked into a style like the farmhouse style you're not it doesn't have to have that country feel it can have a very modern contemporary feel but there's still nods to history and still nods to that that farmhouse style so um i know i've said before my daughter you know she's got her family and she's got her house um but if i if i said to her uh, we're gonna build your new house in the farmhouse style she'd be horrified if I said modern farmhouse, she'd go, you're right on. That's exactly where I want to be. <laughs> and and that's why, because you can, it gives you flexibility to, to modernize. Well, you know, everyone maybe likes some of the things from their parents, but they got to modernize it a little bit. So if they had, far, you can't be farmhouse, but that's your parents. Modern farmhouse is cool. That's another and one. You can't admit that we like things from our parents. So. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this is the entry structure only modeling on 100.5 ESPN, ESPN app and Wisconsin on demand. Welcome back to the Etsy Truck Formula Modeling Show on 100.5 ESPN. Uh, this, I'm Jim Rollins alongside Mike Tewitt from Edge Construction. Call Mike at 636-EDGE. You go to edgeconstructioncompany.com to browse the work and read reviews. You can go to House and Facebook and Instagram to see more of their work. And we are talking about basically things to avoid uh, when you are doing a remodel. And uh, one of the ones we're going to talk about, this entire show is up on Wisconsin on demand. If you miss it, you can uh, listen back for free on the app or uh, on the website. But uh, we're talking about focusing on appearance. And I think that's a big one where I, we can start where sometimes you've gone into a job and whether it has to eat up a chunk of the budget to get something fixed kind of with the bones, for lack of a better word, of the house, or where you said, hey, this remodel is great, but your windows probably should get fixed before we do the remodel because, you know, they're, they're you know, a critical mass or a roof or whatever it is. So you've had to have those conversations when you've done kind of an assessment before. Yeah. And again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick on TV because – there's, there's a lot of just foolish things happening on, on TV, Jim. Um, they so they spend all their time on the finishes mostly, unless you watch like this old house or something. I mean, they they take 
six months to do a project on TV and they're delving into the mechanicals and 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 structural issues and the foundation and all that stuff. Um, and so I think that that it's easy to get an unrealistic expectation that it's really about the finishes. And owners will say to us, you know, um, um, I know cabinets are the biggest expense and they're, well, they're, they're a big expense, but they're not, I don't know, they, they fit in. Um, and th they're not maybe realizing that, okay, half or, or more of the expenses in the stuff you can't see, the stuff behind the driveway, um, framing and structural foundation, um, all the mechanicals, uh, heating, um, plumbing, electrical, uh, insulation gets thrown in there. Now we've got drywall. So all that stuff, when we tear something open, it has to get updated because we're just not going to bury problems in the wall like they do on TV. Like there, they show, and I'm grouping them, but prove me wrong. You, you, know, you see couples on TV and it's all about the drama and, and really they show you, they show them peeling out their old kitchen and putting the new one right in and tiling up to cabinets and stuff. There's just a lot of things that we don't do that we won't do in that scenario um, because we know things need to be updated. When we, this is our shot, right? If we're gonna do that house justice um, and we want this remodel last 50 years or more, we've gotta work from the studs out. We've gotta make sure it's insulated, right? We've gotta make sure all those mechanical issues are, are handled. Um, and the, the appearance of things, the, the finishes, yeah, that is important, but um, we're, we're not gonna do a, a big interior model on your house if, like you said or mentioned, that if the roof is bad, because that really has to be taken care of first. Um, there's, there's remodels in the last couple of years where I said to people, hey, I'd love to remodel the inside of your house, but you have an enormous um, ice damming problem. And if you don't have water coming in, most of the time people go, yeah, we've had water. Um, I said, Listen, let, you got to take care of that first. Let's do that. Um, and then we're, I can do this with a clear conscience like we're starting with a clean slate. Um, we... We got woken up with all that rain. What was it like three years ago? I guess now, yeah. um, you know, you get 14 inches of rain, it's going to cause some problems. And we're seeing now homeowners that uh, at that time got on the list to have their drain tile put in um, inside their foundation. We're and I think we're going to be noticing that for a long time <laughs> that that those things have been handled. So that showed a weakness in the house. Okay, we got to do that first before we do anything else. Let's take care of that stuff and then move on. And uh, we'll kind of hit on at least one more here before uh, we step out. And that's basically not considering workflow, which is uh, kind of matches something that I've mentioned to you a few times. I think you agree with me on that. I, in a perfect world, you're going to get a remodel. Uh, being in the house for you know six months to a year gives you a better feel for the pinch points and what you like and don't like. Uh, and then especially for like a kitchen, but understanding – how the how your how you would want your workflow to go in a kitchen or whatever space you're in. Well, we love when people have put a lot of thought into um, what they don't like about the house, what they do like about the house. By the time we're getting there, by the way, I think the list is longer for what we don't like. Like there's there's a lot of things you go, ah, I'm putting up with this, but um, I hate it. Um, I will throw new builders under the bus a little bit because 
Boy, I, I don't think they spent a lot of time designing those interior spaces. Um, you know, they, they give you some plants to pick from. You might have two or three versions of a kitchen in each one of those plans. And, you know, you get caught up in it. It's like buying a new car. You're like, okay, I want this in blue. And I want, you know, we, we pick out some things, but it's, it's like a race. Um, how fast can we get this design process done? And when you remodel, it's a totally different thing. We're looking at um, how this, how the work is going to happen in this kitchen. I talk about kitchens a lot because it's just, it's a big expense and it's where people spend a lot of their time, right? Whether it's with their friends and family or just doing the, the utilitarian work of cooking, um, it happens in there. So um, the functionality at kitchens is is important. Um, I, I think if, um, if we're all honest, that that is the space that we're gonna spend the most amount of time designing. And in a, in a new home build, it might be one of the things that the least amount of time gets spent on. Um, so I, there's a reason that I think our designs work and it's because we're willing to spend that time in design or we're, you know, we're willing to consider things like universal design and how this space is going to feel when it's all said and done. So um, really important to figure that out. And we got uh, time for one more here. And this is one that uh, you talked about before of uh, your your starting point for materials uh, is going to be at a uh, pretty high level because you don't want to be putting in materials that are going to fault uh, and make your work kind of look lesser than, than the work that you did. Because you put in bad materials, it's only going to hold up for so long. So when we walk into houses that need remodeling, especially ones that have had a lot of work by either flippers or uh, homeowners that have done a lot of work themselves, uh, they, they tend to not put in the best products. Um, we, we notice on flooring right away. That's that's one thing where, you know, the, we call it the click flooring. It's like the, the foot together flooring, you just snap it together. And we often see, see different types of flooring on in the same space. So we might have three or four or five different types of flooring in a, in a main level. And it's, and it's because this, this stuff was on sale at one point. So if, if you're buying stuff that's just happens to be on sale, okay. Um, did you evaluate the quality? Did, how does that more importantly, how does that product work into the design? Um, you alluded to it. Our starting point is Kohler on plumbing fixtures. Um, we feel that's like a, a brand we don't have to make excuses for. They have all the options we want. We know what kind of quality we're getting. Uh, it's got a Wisconsin base, which is you know important to me anyways. I like it. Um, I think that your a good question for your modeler is, where's your floor? Like, wh what's that level you won't go below? If they say they'll put in the cheap vinyl windows that everybody's putting in, I think I keep looking. I mean, that to me, that's something that we don't do. Um, I, I suppose a homeowner could force us if they say, you know, we're going to put them in with you or without you. Maybe we'll put them in, but it's it's certainly not our starting point. Um, there's better options out there. I, I want to put in a product that's going to last. Um, I know that sometimes that can cost more. But by the way, cheap doesn't. I don't mean cheap dollar wise. I mean cheap, cheaply made. Cheap, cheap is something that's not going to last. Um, we have we work very hard on finding tile options that are five dollars a foot and less. And a lot of times the expensive stuff is the ugly stuff. It's the things we don't want anyways. So you don't you don't necessarily have to think uh, 
dollars and it's it, by cheap we mean don't buy the don't buy don't compromise your design and use a product that's not going to last. I think that's a good way to end the show. Uh, this has been the Edge Construction Home Auto and Show 105 ESPN. Scott's on demand.